This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. You're listening to Afternoons with Helen Farmer. I'm Puna Farmer on the show today. We were manifesting dreams, creating vision boards, and we were keeping your pets healthy with our Pets and Vets segment. Make sure you tune in to Afternoons with Helen Farmer every weekday from 2pm. So my next guest um, is goes by the name, well, this is her name, not goes by the name, Ira Paladko. She is a motivational speaker and a founder of the Mirror Vision Board Kit. And I'm sure you all know what vision boards are. We're going to break it down and explain it. But she just showed me something that um, one of her clients uses as a vision board about um, the face of what her husband, her future husband, would look like. So she stuck this picture on the vision board that Mira's created, uh, sorry, that Iris created. And then she showed me the actual husband that she eventually found. It freaked me out. And I'm not joking. They looked exactly the same. So whatever you want to create today, we're going to try and do this for you. Ira, welcome to the show. For having me, and I have to say, she's just dropped me off one of her mirror vision boards kits, which is amazing. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I can't even. I, I don't want to sit there and cut pictures out of a magazine, but everything is in this kit. So let, let's write this down, Ira. What is a vision board for those who actually don't know? Yes. Hi, everyone. So vision board is a collage of pictures and words which represents your dreams and goals, and the. Uh, which you would put in one place. It can be physical board or it can be done online as well. Yeah, you say on online, but I don't know, if, for me, if I was to do it, I feel like sticking things with <laughs> my hands, it, it takes more uh, process. So I'm absorbing it in. Online, I can type it and it's the, I'm on to the next word. What do you think? Is there a difference? Yes, absolutely. So uh, we do have uh, like many clients who were saying, oh, we would do vision boards online. Um, the problem is when you do it online, you don't lo- really look at it every day. Yes. You might have it um, on your phone screen or desktop screen, right? I want everyone to look at their phones right now and see what is there. As in, as in like on our screensaver? Or? Yes, and the desktop. Oh, oh my, mine's black. <laughs> There's nothing on mine. That's not a good. So you're saying put something on there that you want or inspires you. Because most people have, you know, pictures of their babies, their partners, their pets. Yes. Yes. Which is great. I mean, I would love that. Right. Which is great. But what I would suggest, for example, if you have pictures of your kids, right, maybe uh, do a collage of your kids Mm. uh, having a vacation with you in Mm. Disneyland, for example, or anywhere else. Yeah. So I just need a picture of Lenny Kravitz on my screen. (laughs) And let's see what happens. Yeah. This is amazing. So you should say, I sang a song or I made a song with Lang Kravitz. Yeah, yeah, I should. Actually, I am a singer too. So that's a exactly. good idea. Be more specific. I need to be extremely specific. Now, when let's talk about this mirror vision board because yeah. my friend actually teaches them and she swears by them and things have come true. And I see her board. She regularly updates it um, and she'll sit there. She'll cut stuff out of magazines. Tell me about this kit because I feel like you've done all the work for me. <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, I did. You know, um, the, I would love to tell you that I was doing vision boards all my life, but it's not true. To be honest, before I created vision boards, I've never done one 
You know why? Because it was just too complicated. Like the process yeah. was just too difficult, right? Which pictures to use? What shall I put? Which words? You know, from the magazines, you can't get all the things you would want to have on your board. It's mostly fashion and travels, right? So um, how I came up with this idea, I give to my friend... Um, you know, I took his picture, printed out on the Forbes magazine, and I said, like, the best uh, businessmen in Ukraine. And I printed out and I gave it to him in a frame. And he loved it so much. And then I thought, why I never had physical representation of my future success? Yeah. So the same day I got this idea to create a box and where people don't have to go and search for images, everything is there already. So let me ask you, when you did your first vision board, did anything from it come true? Oh my God, yes. Tell so me, this, this is the bit I really love. <laughs> okay, so many things actually. One of the things is I put that I want to be Amazon bestseller and I did become Amazon bestseller. But guys, please listen to this very carefully. When I put that I want to be Amazon bestseller, I meant Amazon US. At that time, if you remember, there was Sook.com. Yeah. So after Amazon came and booked Sook. So I did become Amazon bestseller, but in UAE, not so in the US. Ha- you have to be specific. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. What else? What else came so true? So Vision Boards always teaches me many things, you know. One of the things is uh, I put that I want to be top 10 best motivational speaker in mm-hmm. the world. And uh, in that um, picture, I have Tony Robbins as the first one, and I have one uh, myself there somewhere. And now, um, actually, I went to Tony Robbins' event. I was already invited to promote my vision boards at Tony Robbins' events. Okay. You know what? I I have to say, your vision, I mean, I don't promote stuff, but the fact that you've given it to me and so much of the work has been done, I do feel it's probably one of the best gifts I've been given in a long time because I feel like it's going to create something for the future, which is the exact point what what I need right now in my life. Kapil's just made a really good point. He's just sent me a text saying, if you think about it, we as children, when we were at nursery or school, would be doing vision boards from a very early age. Remember, we used to be told to cut your favorite character, your car, stick it in your school book. Singers, right? Yeah. Sportsmen. It's true. So it's just really, as an adult, we forget what we did as a child that put that creativity in us. And, And also, I think as you get older, don't you think sometimes you're like, oh, that's a silly dream to have? Because you think, you know, you're grown up now. Yeah, I think, you know, from one side, I think people don't take their dreams seriously. And from other side, they take it too serious. Sometimes we have limiting beliefs thinking that, you know, we've got other responsibilities. We're all grown up. We still, you know, I can't be a singer now. I can't do this. I'm too old or this kind of thing. You know, too old and too young. This is the best. God, (laughs) somewhere in the middle would be great. Right. If you've used a vision board and anything has come true, let me know. Ira will be back with us with more. So I'm with Ira Paladko. She's a motivational speaker and the founder of the Mirror Vision Board Kit. Now, she's dropped off one of her kids kids to me. Please explain the actual process, because even Sanjay has said, uh, do you just have that vision board to fill in your vision? Now, on this kit, explain what there is if somebody was to get it. Yes, of course. So it does have a physical board, and then it has over 400 different images from different spheres of life, uh, which represents um, 
So you've got things like cars, different yeah, exactly. countries. So she's labelled them, even moods, emotions, uh, um, currency, money, how much you want to earn. So you can stick it. And also, let's say in six months you want to change it, these stickers come off the board. Yeah, it's reusable. Even after one year, you can change it. Usually people would love to create a new one yeah. each year. But yeah, uh, you can just easily remove it and change it. The boards doesn't get you know damaged so the stickers doesn't. Okay, so in my head, here's what <laughs> I, I would probably do. I'd probably open the board and then get the sage out, do a blessing. Like, what should you be doing? Like, you know, should you do a meditation beforehand or put music on and dance around? Is there a process at all? Yeah, uh, so many ways to do it. You can do it alone. You can do it even with your family or with a, with a, as a couple, right, with your partner. Mm-hmm. Uh I would really suggest you first also use the notebook and write hundreds of your goals and dreams. So you have to go yeah. through the notebook before you do the yes. vision board. Yes. Ah, so that that really makes you focus and I'm assuming. Yes, and to be honest, it's not that easy to write 100 goals and dreams. No, it's not. <sighs> and also, there are things that you say that you want, but sometimes there's resistance. You feel like you have to say you want this because society is telling you whether it could be, you know, settle down, it's time to have a baby. But inside, you might be thinking, I'm not ready. So how do you know if your intention is pure with what you're putting down on that vision board? I think it's very cool when you put it and then after half a year, uh, you want to actually change it. I have so many clients which would do vision boards and they say, Irina, after half a year, we have a totally new set of goals. And it's totally fine. I mean, okay. Now, I know that there are people out there who might be thinking, I I actually want to learn the process. You're doing a a workshop at the Homegrown Restaurant Society Dubai. Sorry, it's called Society Dubai to host a series of vision board workshops. Where is this based, first of all, Society Dubai? Yes, it's based in Jumeirah One. It's Mm -hmm. a very beautiful restaurant with uh, amazing atmosphere, amazing food. And we have a program which is called Self-Love at Society, yeah. where we partner and we promote self-love, personal growth. And we would have another workshop on the 30th at 11 o'clock in the morning. So we would love to see you there. It would so be amazing. How, how long does the workshop last? Um, it's around three hours. Interesting. <laughs> so... Another thing is, let's say I was invited to some vision board um, workshops and I refused to go. And the reason was, is because I didn't want to share all my inner goals and dreams with people. So that's why I don't do the workshops. So Mm. how private can you be? Because do you show everybody your board afterwards? Yeah. So in the end, uh, we have this process where we do share. And usually in our trainings, people, people are really open to share. Because um, it really, it would really motivate you if you see someone having a big dream, so bigger dreams than you do. Mm. It can be from one side as a competitive point, right? But um, it's really cool to share. You will get a lot of nice energy from there. But actually, if you don't, you can just hide one, you know, one side of the board. We had this also. That that would be me (laughs) behind a curtain. (laughs) The biggest dreams, right? You would cut that off. Because, you know, sometimes there's things that you want and then people might look at you and go, oh, that's a bit silly. But it's genuinely something that you want that might be quite, quite out of reach to other people. 
You know, this question I get all the time, like, okay, we created the board, what shall we do with it now? You know, if you have somebody maybe in your family, I'm sorry, but who's really negative about your dreams, maybe then don't show it. Mm. But you know what I mean? Um, but if you have people around you who really like supportive with your dreams and goals, you should be open to share. Once I have done the board, where do I keep this board? Yeah, uh, people na- usually keep it next to their bedroom, uh, next to their bed, uh, night bed, uh, s- sorry, side table. Or you can even, you know, put it on your wall or keep it in the living room. And actually, um, the board done in such a way that it's very easy to hide it. Yeah, you can fold it, which I love. <laughs> I do yes. like that, actually. So exactly. you can fold it in case, you know, you don't want everybody to see it. Because there is a thing such as energy. Sometimes people can put negative energy on your dreams, you know. So sometimes I think there's things that are sacred to you. So keep them safe as well. Um, also, how can people book online for this workshop? Or do they just call the restaurant? Yeah, just please uh, call the restaurant or Instagram. Yeah, it's Society UAE. Or just go to their website or DM them on Instagram or call them. And you're on Instagram under, is it Mirror Vision Board? Mirror Vision Board, yes. And our website, mirrorvisionboard.com. Okay, and before we go, give me one example of a vision that a client's done or somebody's done that's really blown your mind. Oh, I'm getting this every day. Yeah, I love the stories. I just want to know. I'll tell you if Lenny Kravitz comes true in a few weeks. <laughs> I mean, for you, Lenny Kravitz is easy. Oh, really? But you be specific. What do you want with him exactly? I recorded the song or I wrote the song for Lenny Kravitz. You know? So Kapil's so uh, just text and he says, how do yeah. I put things like mental peace on the vision board? Is it maybe pictures of nature or meditation people in meditation yeah in the kit for example we have like 50 hobbies or experiences you want 50 destinations you want different worlds words like inner harmony uh, by the way very important i didn't tell you that very important on the vision board to have your own image for really? you are printed out so we yeah. should put our own picture on a vision of board course, guys don't get lazy print it out your own vision uh, your own picture and put it in the center Oh, that's it's interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. And make sure you put a picture where you are rocking. You look hot because <laughs> yes. because you want to look at it confidently and yes, you want to look like smiling, that. Smiling, you know, something like really very good picture, which maybe bring you nice memories also. Okay, uh, we've got loads of texts in. Thank you so much. Melanie <laughs> says, I do keep a book of gratitude in the bucket list and I'm hoping to buy a vision board. Well, I, I would recommend this because I don't <laughs> like them. So I don't like doing a lot of work and this is like come to me. The Thank universe. You. <laughs> sent it to me. I somehow visualized it. I will print out Lenny Kravitz's picture as well. <gasps> I have as my small printer with me. So. Amazing. Mira, thank you so much for joining thank us. And so thank much, you so Anna. much for your gift. Have thank a lovely so new year. You too. So dreams are mysterious. And mine are just like feature-length movies. You know, I remember almost... Every single detail, whether it's a writing that I've texted on my phone in my dream, the colour of my clothes, it's very bizarre for me. Um, and today we want you to send us any dreams you've had so we can break them down and analyse them with our dream doctor, Jana Khalifa, who is the founder of the House of Wisdom Centre. The text is 4001 or WhatsApp us on 04871 Dr. Jana, I've missed you. How are you? I'm good. Merry Christmas. How are you? Very good. You know, you still haven't come into the studio. I know, but, you know, but the weather is really good now, so it's very tempting. 
So it's very That's tempting. no excuse. Just get your <laughs> dream your way here next time, okay? Please, because we need to see you in the studio. But I'm so happy that you were free for us today because um, we've had a lot of people texting in already. Um, but I, I want to ask you, what are your dreams like, Dr. Jana? Uh, very weird, very bizarre, and very intuitive. So it usually does give very clear answers. I like my dreams. They're, they're positive. I like them. They're good. <laughs> is, is there anything that you've dreamt about that's actually come true? Yes, many things that I dream about do eventually come true. Uh, I can give examples. Yeah. For example, I've, when I've dreamt, uh, when I, before I got married, I dreamt about my husband. And when I met him, like, he looked exactly like what I dreamt like. So hang on a minute. When um, you dreamt about him, did you, he looked, the face was the same. The face was the same. The person was the same. Everything was the same. And it literally, the only difference was, uh, the way we met in in the dream, we met by coincidence. In real life, it was no coincidence. Like there was a plan to it. And from the moment Someone you had, had the, hooked us up, oh, uh, from the moment you had the dream, how long did it take you to finally meet him in person? Well, it was interesting, and we've had this chat before that numbers in a dream. So before that, it was six weeks before I met him, and I dreamt that I was going up six uh, six steps, like six ladders, yeah, uh, like six steps in a ladder, yeah. and that I was going into like um, like into a party, and that we bumped into each other. That was in the dream, but then in real life, after about six weeks, someone said, "I'd like to introduce you to someone," and you know, we're going on a hike, but keep an eye out for that person and I was like okay so and that's how we met six might be your lucky number both of you <laughs> you never know maybe maybe we'll see we'll see is there anything that we should do uh, before we go to sleep to make sure we have pleasant dreams yes there are things that you can do so the first thing is contrary to what people say do have a good meal do have a healthy meal do have some fibers in your system so that you know you're, you're clean, like you feel relaxed, your body's not going into stress mode. A lot of the, uh, the, the schools of thought now say, oh, you know, don't eat so heavy at night, and that's true. But you need to also have eaten and feel relaxed when you go to sleep in order to have pleasant dreams. So if you've gone to bed hungry and stressed, you're not going to dream something very positive. That's number one. And the other thing is do ask questions. Ask questions. People fail to do that. Ask questions from your mind. Ask questions from your soul to your heart, whatever higher self you believe in. Ask questions. Be like, is this a good job for me? Is, am I doing the right thing? How was my day? How do I feel? How is my body feeling? All of these things help stimulate better dreams and more intuitive dreams. Yeah, it's funny because sometimes like um, about a week or two, I do, I've been doing this on and off in my life. About a week or two ago, I asked a question about something and straight away, I either get a yes or a no. And sometimes I'll get it. Let's say if I got a yes, I'll be like, no, 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 that can't be true. But you know, the initial reaction, you know, the response was a yes. And, I, and, I, and it came so quickly. I know that it wasn't my mind thinking it was just given to me. But you, I also believe you have to kind of surrender a little bit and allow whatever's going to come in, don't you think? Absolutely. And that's one of, that's the biggest message of dreams in reality, Poonam, because if you look at dreams, you surrender to sleep. Sleep is the most non-controlled thing you have. True. You surrender to the world of the unknown. You surrender to unknown. You just go into something you don't know what it is. And that's part of life, surrendering to what's coming to you. Are dreams basically um, 
our subconscious coming to the surface at night, kind of like a clearing mechanism of maybe things we don't want to deal with when we are awake? Yes, but let's simplify that. No matter where dreams come from, whether the spiritual realm or the subconscious realm or the collective consciousness, it doesn't matter. Dreams are your intuition. Dreams are something that speak to you directly, and they help you see life more clearly for more than what it is. Because life is not just the physical world. The physical world is so small compared to, you know, the spiritual realm, which is infinite. Because if you think about it, the physical world is something we've created, right? It's we've created this through our limited capacities. Now think about the unlimited capacity, right? So wherever you believe dreams come from, whether you're subconscious or whether you're soul or whether from the creator, it doesn't matter. Use them to, to, to make your life easier, to make your life simpler and less stressful. Because today everybody is going through stress, especially at like New Year's. Yeah. You know, you were all riding the vibe of, oh, you know, what's going to happen in the new year? New year, new me, new habits, new this. If you really want to see what you value in life today and what you want to continue till next year, take a look at your dreams. Dreams are a very powerful tool for you to know what's your next level. Yeah, well, we're going to get into analyzing some dreams. I'm going to tell you one that I had two days ago, and then we're going to go into everybody else's. Okay, Dr. Jana, here's mine, right? And this actually, I love the fact it happened two days before I was going to talk to you, which is great. So um, I was with three people, and I, can't, I knew them, but I can't remember them now. And two of them were very happy. And you know the pregnancy kits that you have, the test that you do, the stick that you hold up? Yeah. So they held that up to me and went, Poonam, you're pregnant. And I went, that's not possible. And then I woke up. <laughs> so <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, you're carrying a load. What's the load you're carrying? What's something that you're hiding, that you're carrying, that you're not so happy with? Oh, I've got a few stresses for sure. I'll tell you that privately, though. <laughs> but you're All saying right, there's, so a, there's a load I'm carrying. Yes, it's a load. Basically, any dream that has pregnancy is an indication of a load, something that you're keeping a secret that you're carrying that you don't want anyone to know, but it is stress related. It's something that's not so uh, so pleasant. And if it's two people or three people in the dream, it's an indication that you're probably carrying two things. It's telling you that two things are the most weighing you down currently um, that you know, because it's two people that said to you, you're pregnant out of the three. Mm. So if there's two things that are pressing on you in life right now. That's interesting. All right, then. Well, if you want to find out what your dreams mean, I want to ask Dr. Jana as well about sleep talking and sleepwalking. If any of you do that, should be interesting. Okay, Dr. Jana, um, we've had some texts coming in. First of all, um, Isabella said, I can't remember my last dream, but I have many dreams of escaping or running away from a place. And I wonder what that always means. All right. So when you're escaping or running away from a place, Isabella, it means that you current, well, and, and I don't know why this appears to you multiple times. It means that you're not technically happy in the place that you are. It could potentially be your work or a relationship, mm. but you're currently not happy and you're trying to find a way to run away from that situation. Mm. So take a look at what is really bothering you or what is something that you're unhappy with and just take a leap of faith and just, you know, 
move, change destination, change place, or just change your environment. That's literally what the dream means, and especially if it's repetitive. Okay, thank you. So um, I, I put this out to a lot of my friends, and I had a lovely message from a great friend of mine called Kunwal. And this is quite an intense um, dream that she had. So I'm going to play it to you and see what you think about this. So my father basically abandoned my mom when she was pregnant with me. Um, I never got to meet him after that. And then it was only when I was about 20 that he actually passed away. So I'd never met him. So I only have like a couple of photographs and that's about it. But it's been quite a while since he passed away. Just day before yesterday, I had a dream that I was um, entering this um, kind of like a compound um, with different houses. One was on a hill, one was low down, opulent, like beautiful homes. And I just knew it was his home. And so I, in my dream, so I basically, um, I like got into the gate, the security was like, who do you want to see? And I said, you know, it's my dad. And for some reason, there was no resistance in letting me in. Like I just went in and then I went to the top of the hill, which was his house, but it was a beautiful house. It was just really, really stunning. And he was there and he was wearing white and he was like smiling and grinning at me. And I was like, a really shy in front of him and then we were just like kind of walking around the house but like talking a lot but at the same time not talking there was so much on body language and I was noticing things about him that I have myself whether it was a cleft chin or like dimples and I was just like the whole dream I was just fascinated with him but I was just feeling so much love um, instead of like upset and instead of like anger or resentment like he looked young and then we spent a day together which I have never in my life seen him in my dreams I've never met him so I only have a reference of a few photos what do you think of that Dr. Jana? well that's an incredible dream mm. because everything that is good in our life the seed of that is our our father right the, the, everything that is prosperous in our life the seed of that is our father and mm. it's very interesting that she dreamt abundance a beautiful house that she dreamt that there are so many things that are common with him. Now, the thing is, we're we're stupid in life, right? Like we're, we all are, right? Oh, in totally. a way or another, we do we do mistakes. You know, we 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 don't rise up to our responsibilities. But in in the afterlife, we kind of there's so much that we can do for our children, mm. and I think that that's the, what the dream represents. That you know, in the afterlife, there's so much goodness that he gives her. There's so much goodness that came to her, right through the fact of you know him bringing her into this world somehow, and the dream clearly indicates a lot of. Um, you know, abundance because of the house and the compound and, you know, that prosperous element that she noticed that there are many good things that, you know, that she has inherited from him and the love. So these three things are definitely things that she has inherited. And, of course, I hope that she really does achieve that level of prosperity and recompensation in this life because she can really be a channel for that because, the father energy is usually the channel of prosperity in our life. So, yeah, it's a really yes. good dream. Yeah, no, she's an amazing person. Now, Chloe, our producer, is here. She's telling me about a dream that her mom has had. So my mom has a reoccurring dream. She's always been an active sleeper. She, like, fights in her sleep and everything. But she's got this reoccurring dream where there's water and liquid coming out of the roof down the wall behind her. 
She said sometimes she's lying the wrong way in the bed. Sometimes it like wakes her up and she'll jump out of bed, but it's always behind her. What does that mean, Dr. Jana? It's something to do with her past. So if it's something that's behind her that she has no control over, it means that it's something from her past. And probably your mother grieves about something, grieves about something from the past that is literally affecting her, um, her personal life, her love life, her relationship life. And this is something to take a, to take a note of. I don't know how old she is, but, you know, it's something related to a grievance from the past related to relationships, right, to love, to, um, you know, something related to that, because it's always in the bedroom and it's leaking behind her. Okay, so the first thing Chloe's going to do is go and call her mom and find out exactly what that means. Thank you so much, (laughs) Chloe. I'm intrigued now. Chloe, get get back to us after the break, okay? All right, Dr. Jono, we are going to be back with you. Um, Everybody's texting in. Um, Thank you to Luke. Uh, We've got somebody about their son as well, always has very bad dreams, doesn't sleep well, and he keeps... Uh, dreaming that he's running away and falling off structures. So we'll come back to Dr. Jana. So Dr. Jana, one parent has texted saying, my son always has very bad dreams and he never sleeps well. And in the dreams, he's running away and falling off structures. What does that mean and how can we help him overcome it? So the... the all right. Um, first of all, I'm so sorry that's happening to your son. It's very, it's a, it's not, uh, it's not something very serious. Most kids have what is known as nightmares, and they experience them. So one of the things that you can put in if you come from any spiritual background is just put any spiritual music in the room while he's falling asleep. That that's the first thing, or maybe your spiritual uh, book underneath his pillow. Those things usually help, and even you know that. The, they help tremendously in those things. And the other thing is ensuring that your son goes to bed relaxed. Usually kids experience nightmares because they have a lot of fears during the day. And that can be from school, that can be from kindergarten, from social interactions. So making sure that when he's falling asleep, perhaps you're in the bed or in the room with him and that he goes to sleep comfortably. Those are the three main things that you can do for your son to fall asleep um, calmly and not to experience nightmares. Eventually, these nightmares are stopped by by the age of 13 to 16. They come to a complete halt. Uh, But if they continue after that, it's very unlikely. Mm. So um, thank you so much for that. Now, Lucas says, I dream sometimes about my teeth falling off in my mouth. It's not painful, but I see I keep picking them out of my mouth as they're falling. That's quite common, isn't it, that dream? Yes, that's very, that's very common. And that's, dreams, uh, usually teeth and dreams represent changes in life, mm. uh, changes in stages in life, right? So perhaps the person, whenever they feel that uh, or they see that their teeth are falling in a dream, it's an indication of something that's gone by and something new that's going to come out. Right, so there is, should be no, no really a lot of fear in relation to that. Just think of it as, as something positive that's long past its due date and it's, you know, something new is going to replace it. Okay. Um, and especially if it's your front teeth. A front teeth, all right, just front teeth. This is an interesting one. Tara says um, she had, she's had dreams about babies where a baby got dropped off at her front gate in a basket and she claimed it as her own. Several months later, um, she got pregnant and had a miscarriage. What does that mean? 
Well, all right. So let's let's talk about miscarriages. And I think this is very often women are very intuitive. And personally, I've been through something like this. So I, you know, I understand what a person goes through. But a baby and a mother choose each other in the spiritual realm and the baby comes to the mother and that's when the woman dreams that she's pregnant or, um, you know, that a baby has been dropped off. And this is usually a very good sign of, you know, a coming joy, right? Mm. A physical baby that's coming. But you need not to worry because sometimes the soul is asked to go somewhere else and another soul comes in or when you're more ready and the baby's more ready, they recome. So always remember that just because you've had a miscarriage, it's not the end of the world. Another baby will come. And just the fact that you got pregnant already means that you're healthy and you're good to go. So, and always when, you know, when you dream that that baby has come to you, that means that that soul is definitely going to come to you. So whether, you know, in this cycle or in the next one, just don't worry. You're going to have another baby. Okay. Um, I, I remember, I was just talking to Chloe, I remember I had a dream and it, it was included me and my sister and it happened two weeks ago. And um, I don't know what I was falling from, but it felt like the height of a plane, but I don't remember seeing it. And I actually physically felt the fall. And as I was falling with my sister, like from the sky to the ground, I could feel the pressure. And I just thought, who's going to tell my parents or my mom that, you know, she's not going to have two two daughters. And then, and then I remember thinking, so this is this is this is it. This is how I'm going to die. And then I woke up and I remember you always used to say you'll never feel yourself falling, you'll, as in banging on the ground. But it, why did I actually physically feel that pressure of falling? Because, all right, when you sleep, what happens when we sleep? Let's go to the science of what happens when we sleep. When we sleep, our mind and our body go into relaxation mode, total relaxed mode, and our soul begins to rise, right? And it connects to the higher realm. You know, it travels the world of souls. Mm. The soul is something real, and it is tangible, right? Fine, we cannot measure it because we don't have the tools yet. Maybe in the future we will. But so far, we've not been able to measure it. So whenever you go back, whenever the soul is coming back into your body, it feels very real. It feels like it's coming down. It's, you know, it's jumped off a very high cliff, etc. And that's why many people, you know, if they're falling asleep, they suddenly they jitter because the yes. soul has gone up and then suddenly it's required to come back down in a very uh, swift and fast way. Yeah. So this is why now. Well, now you're very intuitive and obviously you meditate or you work on yourself. So the experience becomes more real and vivid for you. Mm-hmm. But, it does, but it doesn't mean that other people don't experience it. It's just that their reflection on it is less, right? Mm-hmm. But the soul rises up and it comes back down into the body, whether you're sleeping or snoozing. And that experience of it coming down can jitter you into a wakeful state. Mm. Okay. So sleep paralysis is a real thing and it's a scary thing. I, I've experienced it. Um, and Joan says that, you know, there have been times when I'm lying in my bed and I literally feel like someone is on top of me and I'm trying to push them off and I can't move. Um, is that just where you're in a state of such deep sleep or you're about to wake up and your body's just stuck? Well, as we said, I use the word relaxation in order, because obviously we're on the radio, keep it happy and simple. Yeah. But the body does go into what is known as paralysis, right? The body does is not able to physically 
um, have a lot of control of itself when it's sleeping. Mm. And the mind is one of the most fascinating, mysterious things that we have in our body. Whenever you experience something when you're sleeping, it's just your mind not able to to assimilate the energy that it is being given, right? And it's being given life, it's being given information, it's being given uh, energy for the next day. So all of those things. So whenever you're experiencing sleep paralysis, which is something very real, go back into your daily life. I always say this, go back into your daily life and try to build better routines, right? Better mattresses, better food, better lifestyle in order for your body to be able to handle the energy that it's been given at night. Okay. Um, is there any way that we can, we were talking about vision boards today earlier at the top of the show, any way we can use our dreams to create our goals that we want, maybe something to happen next week? Do we write something down before we go to sleep? And if we do, how do we write it down in the present tense or the future tense? All right. So when it comes to vision boards and dreams, so here are three very useful things to do. So one is obviously create the vision board with the magazines, the drawings, however way you want them. But when you go to sleep, one of the tools is please take each goal that you've put on your vision board and create the path to it in your mind while you're falling asleep, visualizing, just really take it as if you're living it and have a feeling into it. Um, create the whole, the whole movie, build a movie, amplify it with emotion, amplify it with joy, amplify it with the you know, challenging moments. Create the whole movie from A to Z of how it's going to take place. So let's say you're going to be a doctor, you're going to enroll into university and you're going to be happy and you're going to meet someone there and all the steps to it. That's you know, and you do that consecutively for three days for each of the elements in your vision board. That's very powerful to really create, um, you know, the, the manifestation that you want. The second thing is if you feel any resistance about any of the elements in your vision board, it means that these are not true callings for you. You didn't put these down because you're truly desired. Okay. So take a look at your vision board and just really see do I really want this? Is this really for me? Okay. Now, symbols and signs we know are a big thing for for you and me and for many people. It's whether you actually look out for them and acknowledge them. Uh, Melanie says, I have been seeing 1111 for about a month, almost three times a day. And it started the day after my boss told me that my job was going to end. Does this mean anything? Because she said, for me, it means it's a positive. Something good is coming. 1111 is one of the most uh, angelic um, numbers that exist. We usually see them, and once we notice them, we begin to notice them everywhere because they're signs from the angelic world, if you believe in such a thing. But regardless, it's a very positive uh, omen, right? It's a very positive omen, and usually it's an indication that between the number one and four, so meaning one day or four days or four weeks, not four years, all right, just to be clear, not four years, four months possibly, something very, very good is going to happen. So just keep a lookout in that time frame for something positive. Shift your perception to just see something that could potentially be coming your way to replace your job. 
Amazing. And just one last nice, fun uh, dream that we've had from Laura. She said um, she was competing in the Olympic Games and her fiancé ran away from her. And she says, I am not athletic at all. I don't even go to the gym. So I have no idea why I would even be in the Olympics. (laughs) Well, that's a good one. That's That's a very funny one. Well, first of all, it doesn't really matter whether you're in the Olympics or not. We're all competing for something in life. But the fact that you are in the Olympics means that wherever you are in life, you're at the peak of it right now, right? Meaning that you're in a really good, exposed place that is really, like, this is the peak stage of where you are. And that your fiancé ran away. It's okay. Don't worry. You're <laughs> they, coming back. <laughs> another, another door, cl- another door back. One door closes, another one opens, Laura. Don't worry. <laughs> Absolutely. But he's, he's coming back. In, in dreams, when, when fiancés run away, it's an indication that actually it's, it's, it's a commitment. Oh, it's not a... That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. And, and I, okay. Anyway, listen, thank you so much uh, for everything. And uh, please come into the studio next time as well, for sure. Because I keep saying this, but I'm going to visualize you sitting in the studio in front of me, okay? Yes, on your manifestation board. Please do. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen, have a lovely new year and thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Poonam. Thank you, Dubai. Thank you. This is Pets and Vets on Afternoons with Helen Farmer. With ProPlan. So, Dr. Sahar, it's a pleasure to meet you. I have never met you before. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Hi. um, I'm originally Iranian, but I've been in Dubai for over 36 years. 36? Oh, you don't look that old. Wow. (laughs) How long have you been a vet for? Um, About a year and a half right now. Oh, my goodness. Really? How's it going? It's it's really good. It's it's a really different... feel to be honest because I majored um, in hospitality management at the beginning you did and then I did a minor in business and then this was what I did after that oh my goodness like I've never heard anyone go from hospitality to um, be becoming a vet is there anything in specific that you focus on as a vet or is it just generally everything it's generally everything but um, personally I really like dealing with animals which are senior pets why is that um I have um, many senior pets myself. So oh, I was, I was going to ask you, how yeah. many pets do you actually have? Um, I've got eight, to be honest. And, and how old are we looking when we're talking senior? I've got anything between the age of eight, nine, ten, all the way up to 14. So here's the thing. I mean, obviously, it, you know, the older the pet... The closer they are to expiring, which is a which is it was just a scary thing for me. Like I hate any idea of death, but also they need a lot more care. You, you know, take them to vets a lot. Is it something that you just feel like a lot of these pets don't want to be taken care of? So it's something that you want to correct. That's yeah. exactly you've hit the spot. To Aww. be honest, yeah. Uh, the misconception a lot of people have nowadays is that they could follow the same routine and diet for senior pets. Um, that are for like young pets, which mm. is not the case. They would need more care. Um, diets would need to change a bit, uh, depending on the breed and the movement and, you know, just the overall health of the animal. So when you say, you, you said you had eight pets. Correct, yeah. W- what do you have? <laughs> They're all actually small dogs, except the... Eight the, dogs? Yeah, I've got really... Whoa, is your yeah. house loud? It 
not really they've been trained really well so <laughs> um not really no um my my youngest actually which i just recently got um is a year and a half which is a golden doodle um she's a handful so she's got the energy that's why she's yeah, the baby she's yeah. gonna get all the attention um do they get on they all get along for some reason. Yeah. So lucky. Yeah. And where do they all sleep at night? Please don't um, tell me on your bed all eight no, of them. No, definitely not. <laughs> they have their own space. <laughs> That's wow. like a no-go zone. So, um, yeah, they've been trained very well. And, um, like, they know where to go, where to sleep. Um, they know when it's time for feeding. So it's it's been... Do you know, I, I grew up with just one dog and we had a big family, so he had loads of attention. But I can honestly think, like, if I was to do it all over again, I think I would... I know it's hard work, but I would love to get two or three. I just think there's different energy in the house. Correct. And they... It's like having siblings. They have company. Yes, that's, 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 that's very true. Um, to be honest, my story started about um, 20 years ago. It was when I actually got my first chihuahua. Hmm. Um, I had her for 21 years. Which, wow. Yes. Is that how long they can live till? Not really. <gasps> so their like, maximum age usually goes between 12 to 14, sometimes 16. And I had her for 21 years. And that's how it all started. What, what do you think made her last that long? Is there something that you, you think you knew that we don't, basically? I never got her to mate with other dogs. I... Okay, this is really interesting. I never did that with my dog and I never got him neutered and he lived till 15. He was a poodle. Okay. Yeah, it, that helps a lot in the long run. Really? Yeah, and that's a lot of things people don't really notice. Um, she was on a very specific diet um, after the age of six. So I put her on, on an organic diet. Wow. Um, my, my sister's dog is, on a, is a naturopath, like was bred by a naturopath. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're taking in chemicals just the Correct. same way we are. Yeah. And then the, mis- the problem nowadays is there's so many brands now in the market which sell dry kibble. And if you look into the brands and when you're looking at the labels in the front, they are all like they, they, they base it on protein. But when you go in the ingredient list, the percentage of protein is, is not really that high. And as dogs age, they need more protein. I didn't know that. Um, to increase their muscle mass, basically. S- similar to us then, basically. Yes, it's very similar to us. I always say this. I say the only difference between us and dogs is they can't speak. I, I was about to say the That's same the only thing. thing. <laughs> I'm always happy to see everybody, but we're not always yeah. the same like that. That's so. What other tips can you give us um, to look after dogs and cats, especially as they're getting older? Because these are things that I've never heard of. And I always think, okay, 15, 16 is pushing it for any dog. I always think yeah. that. Um, the thing is, at, at the beginning, they need to notice a lot of small signs will be visible at the, at the beginning as, as they're aging. So, like, there'll be, like, signs of, like, you'll notice, like, the really basic things would be, like, less um, shiny coat. Like, mm. their, their fur would be less shiny. Mm. That's, like, a very small example. Um, if it gets to an extreme level, that's when, like, their eyes get all cloudy. Yeah. And uh, their teeth start falling out. Really? Um, once their teeth start falling out, that's when a lot of the issues arise. It's because you need to completely maybe change their diets at that time. Yeah. Um, a plus point is if the dog still has his teeth on, uh, I would never recommend people to change their food from kibble to wet. Because the kibble allows the teeth to decay at a later stage. Wow. So the tartar will form at a later stage. So I'd rather... Um, Pet owners keep them on a kibble diet as long as possible. That's, so that's also keeping in mind that the pet is still eating at a good 
good amount daily. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, guys, anybody out there, I mean, I've just had a text about a 19-year-old cat. Um, If you've got, like, senior pets, let me know how long, you know, how old they are, basically. I'd love to know some tips about uh, how they, you know, stay living longer. But a big thing I do believe, and I think this is with every human being as well, if they have a lot of love and happiness around them. Because I know with pets, they pick up on anxiety, sadness, stress just as much. Yeah, it wouldn't be smart to have... A new pet with a senior pet. That's like a big no-no. Are you serious? Um, because that would increase anxiety of the older pet. Oh. It stresses them out because it'll be like a new environment. And they, I mean, senior pets tend to sleep longer. So they sleep around 16 to 18 hours a day. So would you say that, let's say, if you have pets, kind of keep them at least two, three years around the same age? Correct, yes. Okay. I suppose it's like leaving your grandkid with your grandmother all day. Exactly. She's going to go crazy. Would they want that? No. <laughs> oh, that's it. But you've just had a one and a half year old though, yeah, didn't you? I don't mix them together. Um, so they're very, they live very separate lives, uh, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and the thing is, I like to jog with my dogs and... The younger ones are all old and they've got like some, like two of them has joint issues. Mm. So um, I can't really take them for jogs and mm. they need to go on at like certain timings for walks. Mm. Whereas now the puppy is like energetic and is, is up for the run. You so, th- so you've got different ones for different like times of the day. That one's for jogging, that one's for cuddling. That one, what is, it? is it like that? That's what I do. Yeah, this is my social life. Who needs husbands when you can get eight dogs? We'll be back with her very shortly. This is Pets and Vets on Afternoons with Helen Farmer. With ProPlan, groundbreaking science, life-changing nutrition. Okay, so let's have a look. We'll start. There's no name. Guys, please put your names on because I can put you into the draw. Um, Even if you want to be anonymous, just put a pretend name, okay? Uh, We have a text saying, I have a 19-year-old cat. His name is Siggy. I like the name. He's very healthy, doing well, but recently his eyes are becoming a bit blurry. And on some days, he will have some pus coming out of it. Is this normal? And is there anything I can do to help him with his vision? Okay, so with... The eyesight, that's a very sensitive topic. Um, it's not something you can do at home. So I wouldn't recommend doing anything, any remedies at home. I mean, when you go online, you see a lot of these remedies saying mm. put like certain drops, this and that. He would need to probably come in, um, visit the clinic and get a few blood tests done. So we'd need to do a few lab tests. It might be due to um, his liver or kin- kidney functioning. Yeah. So we'd need to do tests on that. Um, hopefully it's not that serious um, and then we could take it from there um, let's say he does have issues with the lab tests with the liver and kidney it's most probably we'd need to start off with changing the diet changing the diet do, do cats generally live longer than dogs technically yes they do H- how long can they live like on average for uh, a cat between anything between 12 to 15 isn't so, that the same as because my like dogs can live till 15 15 18 yeah. I mean they can go a bit longer maybe. I think it's because they're, they, they're just chilled out whereas dogs are running around so they're probably yeah we'll just you know chilling out through life I feel Correct. like cats are yeah. more like that like with cats we tend to get a bit less uh, mobility issues because they don't move around a lot ah. so like with their joints and stuff um, it'll be less than with dogs um, percentage wise really um, 
But don't cats every morning like get up and do that the yoga stretches because you know yoga is yeah. based around the animal stretches. Yes, yes. So don't 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 they stretch every morning just naturally? So it doesn't really affect their mobility. So they don't have more issues. Um, they'd have less issues when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah, we all need to do the the, yeah. the cat pose and the dog pose, <laughs> yeah. downward dog in the morning. All right. Um, Hi guys, no name on here. I just wanted to know your take on raw food for animals. Is it healthy to mix between kibbles and raw food? Raw food currently now has become a big trend here in Dubai. Um, there's a lot of companies that have been supplying raw food in the market. Um, to be honest, I'm not a big fan of raw food because there are certain vitamins that would not be present in that raw food. Um, whereas if you are willing to buy the, the, the supplementation on a separate basis and add it to the raw food diet, that would be a better option than buying wet food, mm. canned, sachet food. Mm. But if you're not, it's not um, something I'd, I'd, I'd recommend for people to do. Yeah, a balanced diet for everybody and Correct. every animal. I, I believe in that too. Okay, Susie says, I have a 14-year-old cat and she's recently started vomiting bile yellow liquid. I first, I thought it was fur balls, but there's no fur in it. Do I need to take her to the vet? Yes, if they start vomiting, that's an early sign of an infection. Okay. So definitely visit your closest vet or come to us. Um, I want to know, is the cat still eating? Is How's the diet? Is he... Is he um, that's a question I would like to... Yeah, t- do text us, uh, anonymous texter, um, and just tell us... Um, oh, no, it's Susie. It was Susie. If you're listening, Susie, just tell us. What do you want to know, doctor? Um, is How's the diet of the cat ever since it vomited? Is it still eating on a regular basis or...? Yeah, update us and then we can find out more. The more information you send us, the more uh, Dr. Saha can answer you. Uh, Romeo says, I've just changed my dog's food and have noticed he's losing a lot of hair. Is it anything I need to do? So with regards to losing hair, it can be f- through many factors. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I mean, worst case scenario, it can be maybe dermatitis. So um, whereas uh, it can be ju- like the dog, is the dog itching a lot? Is he licking his paws? These are signs of dermatitis. If he is, um, he definitely needs to bring him into the clinic for us to check. Um, shedding of the hair can also be a, about the quality of the food that yeah. he's currently getting. So maybe he's changed his diet in the sense where it has less protein now. Um, and that's something we need to check on. So maybe if he can just um, let us know. Uh, with the, per- I would need to know the age of the dog as well. Yeah. So when you send any text, give us the age, as much information as you can, uh, the situation and how the, the dog or cat or animal, even if it's a rabbit, we don't mind sending whatever you want, how they're feeling. The more information you have, the better we can help you with it. Um, also, we have another one, Anonymous. <laughs> no one's putting their name today. Everyone's on holiday mode. I think they keep forgetting their name. Um, I want to know, is there a problem breeding two Scotch folded cats? I have no idea what a folded cat is. I've just so got a vision. A Scottish fold most probably is what they're trying to... Oh, I, I saw two cats yeah. being folded in my... That, <laughs> but that's, that's how she wrote it. <laughs> so... Um, would there be an issue? No, there wouldn't be an issue. But um, why would you want to breed the cats? Is my question. Um, are they from the same? Are they siblings? Are they from different um, sire and dam? So I would need to know more information. If they are siblings, definitely no. 
Uh, it, is it with siblings there's going to be complications? A lot of complications. Do uh, people do that though? Yeah, they do. Oh. It's, it's kind of sad. We see some cases come in. You do? Um, yeah. And what kind of what um, kind of issues do they have? So it's more internal issues. And then you can only find out at a later stage in life. So it's when, when they're like at the age of four to five months, it's not something that you will notice. And they come in like when the cats are like a year old. And, mm. you know, um, definitely I'm not up for this mating uh Pets in general, I don't think. I think the sooner you get your kid, cats or dogs spayed or neutered, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's best to prolong for their life. Okay. You know? Dr. Saha is going to be with us for at least another 20 minutes. You're listening to Pets and Vets on Afternoons with Helen Farmer. With ProPlan, where the number one ingredient is always high-quality salmon, lamb, turkey and chicken. Now, just off air, um, Dr. Saha, we were talking about the horrible subject of putting your pet to sleep when it's time. And I remember, um, I think my poodle was 15. Vision was going. I think he had a liver or kidney issue. Everything, I would have to pick him up and take him to the garden because he couldn't even pick himself up. And the vet said to us, okay, it's time. And it, it was horrendous. Like I couldn't even go there and go through it. I, my parents had to do it. But But you just said something very interesting. You said... At your clinic, you don't put animals to sleep. Now, what if there's a pet which was like mine that literally is on his last legs? So basically, a lot of cases have come across. I mean, we are a new clinic in Dubai Hills. It's a community-based clinic. So uh, we have had a few cases where customers did come in um, due to different reasons, uh, whether it was the fees or... um, it be, uh, them being incapable of taking care of the pets, um, they've decided to go down that horrible line of getting the, their pets to sleep. Um, it's a law in our clinic. Um, it might not make, make sense to many, but it's just something that we've instilled in our clinic that unless it's, God forbid, it happens during a surgery or something just goes wrong and the animal ends up being put to sleep, that's a different scenario. But if you do come in with a pet that is sick and you do not have the correct funds, maybe, we will support you in that because we do not believe in putting the animals to sleep. So what, let's say it was in my case and my dog was deteriorating day to day. You you would have said, okay, go home and just let the, di- the dog die naturally even though he's suffering or, or you would give me something to try and ease the pain? We would try to keep your pets with us for as long as possible. I see, I see. Yeah, they did do that, actually. They kept him for a bit, brought him home, and then it got worse again. And then they did put him to, to sleep. So you're the first clinic I've heard that actually don't do that, which is interesting. Yeah, we actually had a case uh, not far long ago, which was about maybe a week and a half ago or two weeks, mm. where the cat was um, fairly ill. Uh, he stayed with us for about two weeks. Uh, she had uh, He had pancreatitis, so... Um, there was no appetite. It was on an IV drip. It was super high, dehydrated. Um, and it was in a really, really bad state where the customer actually came in with their husband and they were like, you know, oh, we want to go down that line. Um, the fees are adding up. It's getting very difficult. Um, I decided not to go ahead with it. And we mentioned to the customer that we obviously do not put animals to sleep. Um, we will try our best to see in the next five to seven days. Just let's wait for another seven days um, and see how the cat is going to adapt. Because we, I noticed that, I mean, it is something that you need to 
notice daily. It's not something that you just can just, you know, think of and say, you know what, it's the cat's suffering. We were noticing small signs that the cat is actually healing, but they were very small signs. Um, and obviously, um, it's very difficult for the customers because they, the cat was very healthy earlier on. We actually waited seven days and put them to be honest with you, like within that seven days, the cat completely recovered. Wow. And um, what, what did they say to that? They were so happy when they came to pick up their cats. It was, you know, they were so happy. They were thanking all the doctors, our nurses. Uh, we have a great team in our clinic. Um, all of our, the doctors and the nurses that work with us in Dubai Hills, they're all animal lovers. Um, most of them have their own pets, maybe back at home, not even here. Um, and we're a small clinic, um, fairly new in the market. So uh, the team that we've built within the clinic is, um, we're like family, mm. you know. Um, I had a, a few nurses staying overnight for that cat a few Aww. times willingly. Um, yeah, it, it, I find like, you know, whether you're in the medical field, uh, vets, whatever, when you're dealing with human beings, sickness, animals, I don't have a strong heart for that. I used to be a news journalist. I couldn't handle certain yeah. news stories. So you have to, emotionally, you are attached. It's not just work for Correct. you. Correct, yes. And I'm grateful to have such a good team in the clinic who have the same vision and mindset, you know. Um, I was getting updated on a regular, regular basis, even when I was not in the clinic about the cat. And I was very upset because I was seeing videos, you know, of the cat during that really bad time. Um, so, yeah, I'm very happy that the customer got their cat back and they took him back home and they were very happy. And, yeah, it was just I just advise um, people that have pets, please don't make the PTS being your last resort mm, do everything you, know, you can do see. everything you can yeah it's it's true it's true um okay so uh let's talk about senior pets this is something that you've mentioned before and romeo sent um another text saying can you just give us again uh some signs we need to look out for to show that you know our pets are aging so you'd notice also a lot of um that a lot of times when they start aging they s tend to sleep for longer hours so they'll be less... Oh my God, I'm yeah. aging. I've been sleeping a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to sleep for around 16, 17 hours a day. Um, you'd notice a change in their diet as well, sometimes. Uh, senior pets, I always recommend feeding them, rather than feeding them two big meals or three big meals a day, feed them smaller meals throughout the day. Um, so that they can digest the food better. I, I think it's, it, it is like us as humans, as you get older, physically you're not as active, so you're not digesting the same way. Correct, yes. Um, I'd also add um, glucosamine and like omega-3 acids. Mm. These are really good for their joints, especially if they're not moving a lot. Um, they come in different forms, like you can visit the clinic and we can help you with that. Uh, it's a good... Um, it's a good it's good vitamins to add to their food so that it gives them it allows their cartilage like the movement the joints to start moving better and it allows them to be a little bit more active senior dogs don't need to be walking a lot but, but would you still take them at least once at least once a day for at least 10 to 15 minutes but then how do you keep their joints moving if they're just sleeping for 16 hours and only you know walking a little bit so the vitamins that you add to the food would help a lot with that all right, then. That would help. Um, 
also you'd notice um we talked about the blurry vision that would the cloudy um filming that would come over their eyes that's another early sign you'd notice their their coat you know with darker coated dogs you'd notice a lot of silver lining coming through so when i say that is around their muzzle area you'd see a lot of the black hair turning gray or white. Oh, that that was like my dog. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more visible with darker dogs. Yeah. So, um, the lighter dogs, not as much. Oh, bless. It is sad as they get older, I have to say. Um, talking about older, we're going to the opposite side. What is the best time to walk my three-month-old new puppy? She's a French bulldog. Okay, congratulations no, no. on that. That's that's a handful. French bulldogs are super active. <laughs> <laughs> Um, with the small puppy breeds, I would recommend to do their walking mainly based on the timings when they eat. So when I say that, I mean like, let's say you feed them at a certain time. Base their walks like after they're feeding so you could potty train them at the same time. So rather than just feeding them on the go, um, feed them, I mean, normally because they have smaller bladders at that age, they tend to go more often. Mm. to the loo so um, I'd schedule it on that they would obviously urinate more often as well so schedule it on that um, time frame I would break it down to like at least three times a day um, make sure that it's not too hot especially in the summer season in Dubai because their paws can get burnt on the pavements okay do you get um, dogs or cats that struggle with anxiety and if so what do you see what are the signs for that so with the anxiety, you'd notice a lot of issues. Um, the main issue you'd notice is a lack of appetite. Ah. So they become a bit distant from food. They don't want to eat. Um, anxiety in pets is a major thing. It's something that um, can cause a lot of issues in the long run. So I would always recommend to make sure if your pet is new, especially like this new three-month-old Frenchie that the the they have, um, make sure that you get him used to certain areas in your household at the beginning. Don't let him be all over the place. So have his bed in a certain place, have his potty in a certain place. I always recommend to customers, if you have a um, toilet in the house that you don't use as much, mm -hmm. that's the best place to potty train your dog. Oh, really? So that he don't keep moving things around because they're new in the environment, they get confused. Yeah. And it's going to cause a lot of stress and anxiety for them as well. Okay. So uh, when I was um, had my dog, I heard that whenever I saw my dog eating grass, it was just to ease his tummy because he was feeling sick. And Lana says, my 16-year-old dog ate some grass about three days ago, puked it up, but is still puking. He's drinking water and peeing, but there's no pooping. Does grass affect them? Usually when they tend to eat grass, it's when they have a lack of a certain vitamin in their body. Oh. So I would like to know what the diet of the dog is, what, what brand are they currently using, mm -hmm. um, what ingredients does the food have. It's a lack of a certain vitamin. And in order to find that out, they need to bring them in so we can do some tests. Okay. Um, Val says, my um, one-month-old cat fell or jumped off my balcony, which is about a 10-feet drop. Um, he's walking and acting okay and is eating, but should I be worried? Is, is he limping in any way or form? Is it, it doesn't say this, but, you know, it's a very similar thing to my friend's kitten. So she jumped very – she was such a baby, I saw her, and she jumped from one end of the sofa onto the floor. And my friend called me and she was crying, going, oh, my God, she, it looks like she's limping. Mm. 
And and at the time, she couldn't afford to take her to the vets, she told me. So she spent a whole week gently massaging, massaging her, and she was back to normal. Mm. But again, she was just stabbing in the dark. She doesn't know. Yeah. So I, I my first port of call was take to the first. But definitely, because it's a, it's quite a good yeah. like, jump, so definitely bring her to the clinic for us to check. Okay. And um, one last one from Brianna. The last time I boarded my cat, he seemed pretty upset by it. Um, I'm having my house done up soon, which involves a lot of loud noises for hours, which is also something my cat hates. From a mental health perspective, is boarding or home the better option in this particular situation? Definitely keep your cat at home. Um, the boarding facilities Um, If you do have to take them to boarding places, I would recommend you check that they're not close to dogs because some of the boarding facilities, they're obviously not in the same area, but they can hear the dogs barking. Mm. So that can cause her stress. Um, First option definitely would be to keep her at home. Yeah, Um, We offer boarding services also in the clinic. Oh, you do? Yeah. Amazing. So maybe that's an option she could look into. Okay, that's great. Tell everybody again, Dr. Saha, where they can all find you if they want to come and see you. So we're in Dubai Hills, um, Park Point building, and uh, right next to Tips and Toes. Perfect. So while your dog's being pampered, well, checked on, you can go and get pampered next (laughs) door. (laughs) Okay, Dr. Saha, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And I wish you a happy new year. Thank you, likewise. Thank you so much. Thank you. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to DubaiEye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.